0: Hello, this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis.
1: And this is uh, Pastor Jolly John Lukumski. And yes, I am back here in the St. Louis area, long way from the cold, the cold and the snow that is still there up in uh, Northfield, Minnesota. But I'm here outside of St. Louis in my home in New Athens Ohio,
0: Along the beautiful Kaskaskia River.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and this is, by the way, wrestling with the basics. And and uh, Matt, I, I got to get this out of the way. It's been troubling me as I was thinking over the last week. So I just want to get it out of the way. You know, we were talking about how the computers are taking over all the shows. And, and you don't know. You don't know whether you're listening to your dear friend, Matt and John, or it's some computer with ChatGPT, GPT, you know, providing the information.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and I got to thinking, Matt. It kind of worries me because you know you you were gone for a while. Uh, you said it was because you had to uh, finish up your doctoral studies and everything. But I was thinking, you know, it was just at that time when you were gone that this whole Chet GPT thing and the the deep fake voice thing started. Matt, are are, are you really a robot? Tell are me, sure tell me,
0: you, John. I am not a robot.
1: Okay, because I was thinking I had that scenario that oh, maybe no. the robots had, had kidnapped you and had replaced you, and that's why we didn't get to talk to you for a while.
0: I'm thinking, though, that's exactly what the robot would say, wouldn't it, John?
1: <laughs> Again, <laughs> we just can't fool those. those darn... So here, Matt, tell me something. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> tell me something that only Matt would know. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: I know that you you are a Chiefs fan, John, and that you're probably really excited for the Super Bowl. Would a robot know that?
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. I know it's you now, Matt, because that's right. I don't think a robot would know that.
0: Clicking the little (laughs) symbol proving you're not a robot, right? (laughs)
1: that's right and the thing is i don't know at at this point whether i would be tremendously happy or tremendously sad uh we do know that they they went to the super bowl but as we're recording this that that game has not yet been played so so if we won yay And, and if we lost oh well at least we were there again. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's who I'm rooting for, too. It's Missouri's team now. So go Chiefs.
1: Well, there you go. That's right. Everybody in Missouri and Illinois. In fact, everybody should be rooting for them except for the people that are up there around where the Eagles play. We, we can understand <laughs> why you'd want to root for them. Well, all right. Enough of this. Now that we've established for sure that you're not a <laughs> robot, uh, um, what do you want to talk about, Matt?
0: So we uh, had just a great discussion last week about the Beatitudes, and the Beatitudes are that introduction to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So I thought, yeah. well, let's, uh, let's let's continue. Let's uh, let's look a little bit more at the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, what comes after the Beatitudes? Because we, we know the Beatitudes, we, maybe we even have them partly memorized, but what comes after the Beatitudes? What does Jesus say next? So let's look at those words that, that follow on the heels of the Beatitudes. So we're in Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 13.
1: And, and I'm excited about this because especially this first set of verses, they are really, really difficult. And I'm interested to hear how you uh, interpret them. First thirteen, is that what you wanted me to read? Yeah, let's,
0: well, let's go ahead and read verses thirteen through sixteen. So those are the verses oh, okay. we to deal with today, and and we're gonna you're gonna hear two concepts: one about salt and one about light. All right.
1: Okay. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven.
0: Okay, thanks, John. So, uh, yeah, these are kind of uh, abstract concepts, right? Um, you are salt, okay? You are light. And, and I think, you know, similar to uh, the Beatitudes, Jesus says, you know, you are these things. Um, so again, he's preaching to his followers here, believers in Jesus Christ, those who are following him, and this is who they are, okay? This is who, what their identity is. They are salt, they are light. Um, so, I mean, just thinking about salt, you know, we don't give a whole lot of thought to salt here uh, in the United States nowadays. In fact, you know, a a lot of times your doctor will probably tell you to avoid salt, right, John? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes. That's what he told me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but uh, in the first century in Jesus' day, yeah, salt—it's essential, essential, and I would say you know essential today even in many ways. But um, but salt was something that would would preserve. We think about a preservative for meat. Salt would be a means by which uh, yeah meat would be would be able to last, right? Be able to feed people. Uh, salt would flavor things like it does today. Yeah.
1: Well, see, the thing is, Matt. What we, we, we forget is, is that there's no refrigeration back exactly. in these days. Uh, why? Why people say, "Well, how do we know that Jesus used wine and not didn't use grape juice?" Well, there was no grape juice because there was. You got to have something that keep it cold for it to stay grape juice. Uh, and the same thing with, like you said, with meat. meat meat's going to spoil either or unless, like you said, you prepare it with salt. And then, uh, and I think I think some of the old pioneers, because we got a lot of old. Pioneers pioneers listening to us. Remember the old salt beef, the salt pork that they would take with them when they were crossing over the, the plains. you know, <laughs> so.
0: that's right. That's right. The, the jerky, the hard tack, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: So yes, it's all essential, essential for, you know, to be able to just survive. All right. So it's, it's a big deal. It's a precious thing. Um, and then um, we've, we've got light and, and, you know, light of course, important too. And, you know Jesus. He talks about just the absurdity of a city on a hill. And we think of you know maybe even at night and a city that's being lit. The absurdity of of it of, of being it being hidden. The lights going out or lighting a lamp, putting it on a stand, and then covering it up. You know that wouldn't make any sense. Um, so he uses this as a picture, a metaphor, a picture for for Jesus followers uh, who are salt, who are light. So that, that's our identity. So Jesus is the one who's called these individuals to follow him. And Jesus is the one who calls us to follow him today, uh, just as much. Uh, calls us through the word, the spirit, through water and the word in baptism, through the call of the gospel. We're called to follow him. And so, as followers of Jesus, uh, that's who he makes us to be. That's our identity. We are salt, we are light. So I think that implies, John, that the world is bland and dark, <laughs> you know, saltless and lightless, right? <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah if, yeah, we are, yeah,
0: if we are the salt of the earth, if we are the light of the world, well, that means the earth is kind of bland. The, the world is pretty dark. And certainly, you know, in Jesus' day, that's the case. Uh, people, so many people, um, apart from him... And uh, don't understand who he is, uh, don't have faith in him, and and today too, I think, boy, boy, the world is pretty bland. It's pretty dark. People don't know who Jesus Christ is. They don't believe in him. And you know, we look at uh, just the, the numbers here in the United States, um, and and you know the numbers, and I'm sure our listeners do too, and the, just the growing number of. In the U.S., uh, people who claim to be atheists, agnostics, who don't believe in any god, and it's it's
1: growing, it's growing, Matt. Oh, by know. leaps and bounds.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, John. Yeah, it's it's growing. Thirty um, percent now. I mean, that's yeah, you know, that's you know, uh, you get ten people together, three of them will say, no, there's no god at all, um, and then of course, on top of that, there's people that uh, follow other religions and not the Christian faith. Uh, so we think of other religions in America that certainly don't follow Jesus Christ, don't believe him as Savior. So I mean, when you put together you know the the atheists and the non Christians, there's a lot of people <laughs> in the United States that are uh, living in a world that's pretty bland and pretty dark. And and when you think about- and, and and you know
1: Matt, I, I don't want to pick on people, but sad to say, there's probably a lot of people who call themselves Christians who really aren't Christians at all. Uh, you know, for them, it's merely, oh well, yeah, we got to go to church, uh, we got to do these religious things. But in terms of actually understanding the th- stuff we talked about the last few weeks, no, they, they 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 don't really have faith; they're just participants. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, what what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, my my parents, uh, my parents went to went to a church, and uh, I, th- I think I'm I think I'm Lutheran or I think I'm Catholic. You know, uh, yeah, I guess I'm yeah. a Christian. Uh, well, well, no, you know it's more more than that, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I think you know, the, Jesus Day today too. The the world uh, dark, the earth bland, and and you think about how bland and dark life is apart from Jesus. You know, I think so many things we take for granted as Christians, John. I know I take them for granted, but you know, just the the knowledge that God is with me all the time. You know that He promises that He'll never leave us or forsake us. You know the promise that. He is our refuge and strength in times of trouble. Um, the promise that yeah, nothing can separate us from his love. You know, not to mention all those gospel promises centered in Jesus, you know, that we have forgiveness through Jesus' death. We have uh, life everlasting and and death conquered through his resurrection. That when we die, there's there's more, right? You know, we're gonna be with the Lord. That's not the end. Um, you know, all these promises that I think. Sometimes, perhaps, John, we take for granted as Christians um, that we just, we just, yeah, oh, of course God is with me. And of course he loves me. Um, but so many in the world today live their lives, they don't know that. You know, things are pretty bland. Things are pretty dark. Um, and for us, we are called by Jesus to be that salt, uh, to be that light so that they would know uh, those beautiful promises for them uh, in God's word. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm
1: actually beginning. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt, I'm, I'm glad we, we did this because, uh, unfortunately, as pastors, we usually take chunks of Scripture, and, and we don't always, uh, of course, we're supposed yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. some of us don't do what we're supposed to do because you're not supposed to look at context. But now you're making me think. So, yeah, that's kind of the point. God makes these beautiful promises. Who wouldn't want to know that when you're mourning, you, you will have comfort? And just the comfort you are talking about, the fact that, oh, there's, there's a life ever everlasting. There's a resurrection from the dead. Uh, Our our beloved people will be back again in in body as well as spirit. Uh, So we got these beautiful promises. And and yet the problem is the world isn't really all that eager to hear any of this stuff. And so the world is going to persecute us, oppose us. And and yet uh, Jesus answers, all the more reason for you to be the salt. All the more reason for you to be the light of the world. Don't don't let the persecutions of this world cause you to turn inwardly and Keep all this stuff to yourself. No, this is exactly why you need to stand up and and uh, be the light and be the salt.
0: Yes, John. Yeah, I, I love that time with the beatitudes. And and I think you know at Jesus' point too is if if we're not if, as Christians, if we're not salt, if we're not light, well then who is going to be salt and light?
1: Yeah. No one. There isn't any. Yeah. No,
0: there isn't anyone. Yeah. It's up to us. I mean, and again, empowered by the Holy Spirit and God working through us, but it, it's, it's the identity of Christians. They're, they're, no one else is going to do this. Um, so, yeah, you, you mentioned Dr. Gibbs from the seminary and he, in our last episode, and he wrote kind of the definitive, um, in many ways, commentary on Matthew. Um, and he, in his translation of uh, chapter five, Uh, verse one here, or excuse me, verse 13, Uh, this is what he, how he translates it. Uh, You are that which salts the earth. But if that salt has become tasteless, by what means will it, in other words, the earth be salted? So I think that that's interesting, the take on that, that if we lose our saltiness, if we lose our, our taste, by what means, how will the earth be salted? uh that, it that's is a the,
1: nice yeah yeah I've, I've never heard of that before but that you look at it that that does because it always how could salt lose its saltiness? as well yeah. yeah that makes sense no it's it's the earth it will not be salted if we're not the salt because you're right there's no one else out there that will tell you that your loved ones would be resurrected from the dead yeah that, that there's no other religion and certainly if you if you don't believe in any religion you have no idea what's going to happen to your loved ones yeah uh, but we got that salt yeah
0: yeah, exactly. So I, I I do like that that translation. And especially you know, staying faithful to the original text too. But yeah, it how how else is the earth going to be salted if not by us? Yeah. If not by the Lord's work through us. And and you know, I think that can be an intimidating thing. You know, I mean, uh, you know, oh, oh boy, it's it's dependent upon me to salt the earth and to light the world. Um, well, but but you know, I think take comfort too in knowing that again the same one who has called us to follow him and has given us that gift of faith, he's faithful and he's going to uh, speak through us. His Holy Spirit is at work in us. And again, too, I think, you know, to keep in mind, our standing before God isn't based upon, you know, how salty we are or how bright we are uh, in terms of shining. You know, our standing before God is, is all in Jesus. That's where our identity is. Jesus has done it all for us in terms of our salvation. But now, yeah, in him, with our identity in him as his baptized children, his name on us. Yeah, we are to be, to be salt and light. And, and the Lord's going to be with us as we do that. And the one who's called us to be that is good faith. He will, he will work through us. He will be with us in that salting and lighting.
1: And, and, um, and Matt, I was just yeah. thinking, I mean, it says here you are the light of the world, but Jesus also repeatedly says, I am the light of the world. So, so like you said, well, how how can we do this? Well, we're, we're just like the moon. Uh, the moon shines a light in the darkness, doesn't it? Uh, Isn't that something we we don't, there's no sun when it's dark, but we do have the moon. uh, But the moon has no light of its own. It's just reflecting the light of the sun. So maybe that's the same thing that's going on with us. That's how we are the light of the world. And that we simply reflect all these beautiful things that Jesus has said uh, uh, to us about his forgiveness and about uh, the comfort and the the satisfaction and all those other promises that we had again at the beginning of the Beatitudes.
0: Yeah, well put. I mean, we're we're not doing anything new here, John. <laughs> you know, we're just we're yeah. just simply reflecting Jesus. We're reflecting Jesus, His Word, His promises. That that's that's all we're doing. Uh, what a beautiful thing! And I, I guess you know to uh, you know as as we you know, reflect on this, then okay, how do we do this? How am I salt? How am I light? And I think you know one way, and and I think maybe the primary way in which we do that is is in that Lutheran understanding of vocation. A vocation that we have different callings in this life, where we have the opportunity to shine as lights and to salt the earth. Um, so each one of us has different vocations, different callings. But but here's the deal, John, too. So you know when we think about, we talked about the atheists, the agnostics. Um, they've they've got vocations in their life too, don't they? I mean, they've got yeah, different callings right. in their life. So they they. They they don't they wouldn't call them vocations or callings from God right but but yeah there's atheists who are parents uh, who are spouses who are um, employees you know they have these different callings in life and guess what they're they're the same callings that we have you know as Christians we're parents we're spouses we're employees but but the difference is as salt and as light we fulfill those vocations. In different ways, in, in extraordinary ways, in ways that are outside of the ordinary. And in those extraordinary ways, people see that we're we're a little different than the rest of the world in how we live out our vocations. Yeah, I'm a little, you know, as a Christian, I'm a little different in yeah. how I parent my children. I'm a little different in how my yeah, you know I treat my spouse. And that's that's shining yeah, as yeah, light. And you, that's know, Matt, in the
1: you know, Matt, that's you know, Matt, that's what people, I, they say, They, I've heard that. They say, yeah, he's a little different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. you're, you're but must be I don't interrupt- think that's what you mean. <laughs> you're doing a great job of shining <laughs> so, and salting, John. Well done.
1: <laughs> so so what, what do you mean, though? How, how are you different? How are you yeah. different as a parent? Yeah. yeah Tell me, how?
0: Yeah, so, you know, as a parent, you know, so as a, as a Christian parent who's shining his light, who's salting the earth, yeah, to be able to, to, to read the Bible with your children, to, to pray with them at night before bed, to, to bring them to church and Sunday school on a weekly basis, the rest of the world ain't doing that. <laughs> that's no. being extraordinary. You know, that's being salt and light. Um, I, I think, too, um, you know, just being a single person, that's vocation, being single. Um, being single and living a life that's you know a pure life sexually, um, you know the rest of the world ain't doing that. Um, that's that's being extraordinary in being a single person. Um, that's that's being salt and light, and people see that. Um, you know, I think of just being a neighbor. You know, literally a neighbor. You know, if we make the effort to know the names of the people who live next door to us and across the street from us. And those people know that we're here for them, and we care for them, and their property, and we're going to look out for them. And hey, they're they're even welcome to come to church with us whenever they want. You know, um, th- that's being a neighbor that's extraordinary. You know, not everyone is a neighbor in that same way. So that's being salt and light. So it, in our and I can just go on and on. And whatever our vocations and callings are that God has given to us, you know, we don't have to seek those out. We've already got them. We've got these different callings, but within those callings. Be extraordinary. Uh, be different from the rest of the world. Extraordinary, um, and in that difference, um, we're salt. We're light um, through through our our actions, but hopefully also through our words as well.
1: You, you know, Matt. I, I just it occurred to me. I think another way that we are the light, and and, and we are the salt. That the the little difference that you you talk about. Yeah. Uh, again, it goes back. It goes back to those uh, original beatitudes, because the world so much wants to cover up those things—the the hunger and thirst for righteousness, the poorness in spirit, the, the mourning—even. Um, oh, I'm fine. I'm I'm doing. And I think that's one of the ways that we can be light and 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 salt too is is to be open with, with our neighbors and especially our unbelieving uh friends and that that no we struggle with all these things. It's not like we're holy and pure. It's not like somehow we have reached this peak of of living. Uh but we know all these things too. But but we have an answer to those things. See we, we have an answer to the morning. We have an answer to the fact when we're feeling poor in the spirit. And that answer yeah. of course comes outside of us in Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I think that's important, too, because I think people tend to think, oh, yeah, like Christians, they think they're holier than other people. And, and I, I think part of our salt and light is to say, oh, no, all these things that you're struggling with, we we struggle with them, too. Yeah. But let me tell you about the promises we have. I, I really am enjoying this, Matt, because I, I never saw the connection between these verses and, and the Beatitudes. But, yeah, I think they all it all fits perfectly now that Jesus is telling us, look, in this context, of so the promises you have and the difficulties you have and the persecutions you're going to face, don't ever forget your salt, your lights, or get out there and let them yeah. see that. Let them taste that.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, what you said about not pointing to ourselves, you know, um, that's what Jesus says, right? The Verse 16, he says, you know, we, we, we have the, that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So all this isn't about giving glory to ourselves that we're somehow holier than thou. No. It's to give glory to our Father who is in heaven, uh, the salt and the light. Yeah. That
1: and 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 Matt, if I could real quick uh, give you a chance to wrap up, it's interesting as you read later on here, that's exactly what Jesus says. He says, Don't do your your charitable deeds before yeah. men that they might see them. And you might think, Well, wait a second, you just said what you were supposed to. But that that's the thing. If you're doing them so people will see you and think how good you are, no, that's not being salt. That's not being light. That's being, I guess, the salt that's lost its taste because the only taste the salt has comes from Christ, not comes from us.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there was, uh, you know, just a quick story that that I heard recently about, um, you know, a guy who was new to being a pastor at a church and uh, he was at a, a meeting where he had Uh, People are introducing themselves, and he's brought his little daughter, seven years old, to the meeting, and people are going around the table sharing their name and their vocation, and, you know, my name is Gary, and my vocation is a farmer. You know, my name is Linda, and my vocation is a teacher, and then it got to the seven-year-old daughter, and she says, "Uh, my name is Lilani, and my vocation is telling people about Jesus, (laughs) So they're the seven years old. And so the next person goes, you know, my, my name is Ed and I'm an accountant. My vocation is an accountant and telling people about Jesus. <laughs> you know, and I think I think that's so true for us, too, that whoever we are, whatever our vocations are in and among those vocations is also the vocation of telling people about Jesus. Yeah. So I, we have all sorts of different vocations as Christians. You know, they, they vary greatly. But in and among them, we each have that common vocation as Christians of telling people about Jesus, of being the salt of the earth, and being the light of the world. As we, as you said, John, reflect Jesus in our words and in our actions. Well, we thank you for listening today. This has been Wrestling with the Basics.